Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of a modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wool on us. Fating and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. As I mentioned on a recent podcast, the success of the Amazon Echo device really took me by surprise. When it launched, it it seemed sort of like a weird gimmick and felt similar actually to a few other devices that were already on the market that hadn't really taken off. And yet I started noticing recently that a lot of people I know in the tech world not only have Amazon Echoes, but they all pretty much swear by them and use them constantly, saying that they can't imagine life without it. Uh, others have now tried to rush into that space, uh, Google Home being the sort of most notable other offering. But as we mentioned on the CES podcast uh, not too long ago, basically the the entire market has uh, declared that Amazon Echo is the dominant player so far. It was basically the story of CES, that so many new products focus on integrating with the Echo. I've been hearing more and more talk about how Amazon basically secretly took over the home automation space when everyone else was just looking elsewhere and didn't even realize what what Amazon was doing with the Echo. I I have to admit that I still personally haven't given in and haven't purchased one. (laughs) Uh, And I'm sure many of our listeners uh, still roll their eyes at the thought of these voice-controlled home devices, even as it feels like something Uh, straight out of science fiction. So for today's podcast with uh, our regular co-host Dennis Yang, I wanted to talk about the phenomenon of these devices. Uh, Dennis, I know, was an early adopter uh, and has been playing around with with both of these devices, both the Amazon Alexa or Amazon Echo, I guess, and the uh, Google Now. And so uh, if and as a as a guest, <laughs> I guess we we've set up both devices. Uh, so Dennis, we have, we have two guests actually. We have two guests. Dennis, would you like to introduce the the guests here? Sure, uh, Alexa. How are you? Great, ready to help. So we have we have Alexa and Okay Google. How are you doing? Great, thanks. What can I do for you? <laughs> so we have we have two. Um, I have both the Google Home as well as the uh, Amazon Echo here. Um, as our guests. Nice. <laughs> oh, that, there's there's Google. So you, I don't know. You can kind of tell the different the, vo- the differences in the voices. Yeah, they, they do have slightly different voices. You can choose different voices from them too, right? Or is, are you um, stuck with what they have? Can't. I don't think so. Um, I have not. That's <laughs> <laughs> not something I've found that you can do. Um, okay. Th- th- these are the voices that they come with, and actually, that's that is something that that people are are sort of talking about, which is you know why we've anthropomorphized them as women. Um, yeah. Actually, we, we do have a third kind of secret guest, which is, hey, Siri, how are you doing? Um, I don't know what that means. Oh. <laughs> Siri is far, far, kind of oh, there we go. Guest, oh, there you go. Hey, Siri, how are you doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Siri, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you. Okay, so we actually have, we have three voice-enabled assistants, which I guess is what sort of the, the genre of... 
um, these devices. I believe there are some Chinese. There's there's one actually in the Chinese market called I think it's Ling uh, Linglang Ding Dong or something like that. Um, All right. And that one there's a Mandarin version and a Cantonese version, um, and apparently the you know each device can only handle either Mandarin or Cantonese um, depending on you know the the wake words or whatnot. It's it's actually pretty pretty difficult I think to to even just listen for the wake word. Um, hmm. Which in, in in Cantonese or or just just these in devices general, yeah, all I mean, of them because right now basically both of these devices are constantly listening to what we're talking about which is another interesting um, tidbit or fact <laughs> yeah I mean and, and just as an aside right I mean so there's just recently there's this lawsuit actually that that involves that um, where the police had subpoenaed Amazon to try and get recordings from an Amazon Echo. Right. device because in, in a murder investigation and there are questions about well there are a variety of questions i mean amazon basically says that yes while it's constantly listening it doesn't record you know right. it's it's just listening to hear if it hears the you know the wake-up voice or the wake-up words and and uh but they're also it's an interesting aside we don't have to go down yeah. this path, <laughs> but they're they're arguing sort of first amendment uh, issues and there's a whole like free speech first amendment question there about whether or not it can protect uh, that data, even if it had it. Yeah, I mean, so I guess we can maybe take a step back and like I've I've been working with these devices for a little over I guess a year now. Mm -hmm. um, and just full disclosure, I do have a startup. Um, we we do kind of conversational analytics for this space um, called Dashbot. But like, you know, I, I've been that's actually how I got started into the bot space. Um, one of my my good friends told me how amazing that his Echo was and how it kind of transformed. Uh, I guess not tra transformed is a hard, <laughs> is a difficult <laughs> term, but it, it definitely worked its way into his life. And he and I was I was definitely skeptical at first. Um, and he was like, "Look, just order one." Um, and back then, last year, I think there was like a like a few months like back order, so it was even a few months until I got it. Um, but as soon as I actually put it into my kitchen, and I and it actually found this, found that it worked itself into my daily existence. Um, so much so that I, I bought an additional one, um, threw it in my bathroom, and now like I, I can't even imagine, like every once in a while I'll be walking um, and like wanting there to be an echo at my side so I can just kind of shout out a question. Um, so so what, I mean, what do, you, what do you use it for? Uh, what would be the sort of most common use case? So I think the most common use case right now, uh, there's a few. So every morning you can ask it for what's called a flash briefing. Um, so instead of, say, turning on your radio and listening to the morning news or NPR, um, you just ask the Echo for your morning, your flash briefing, and that's configurable. And it basically takes, you know, sound clips from uh, ABC News and CNN and did The Daily Show, and it's actually all configurable. Um, so that's, you know, my, my morning kind of update, which is amazing. Um, and then... So every morning I start with that. I also go ask it for the weather a lot. So you can say like, Alexa, what's the weather? Alexa, what's the weather today? Um, and she'll kind of... Right now in San Francisco, it's 57 degrees with clear skies and sun. Right. Tonight's but forecast is Alexa, mostly clear skies. Stop. Um, but you can do more more like, like kind of ad hoc queries like, Alexa, do I need an umbrella? Alexa, do I need an umbrella today? No rain is expected in San Francisco tonight. 
Um, so it's kind of neat that you can kind of just converse with it. Um, and one thing I actually noticed was, you know, even the flash briefing that I ask for every morning, um, every once in a while you forget what it's called. And I would say, you know, ask, call it my daily update or my morning news or, and it actually takes all of those invocation commands and is able to figure out that I mean <laughs> this thing called flash briefing. Um, so, so that I found really interesting. So I've, I've definitely, you know, used that a lot. Uh, the other thing is uh, as a timer, it's really handy, um, especially in the kitchen. And you and you think this is kind of a, a silly use case, but once you have it and it's it's there, you find yourself using it all the time. So to set a timer, you just say like Alexa, set a timer for ten seconds, um, and that's it, right? So, ten so seconds. You could be in the now. middle of cooking. Um, doing anything and just you just shout out you need the timer and she does it like you don't have to pull out your phone you don't have to walk over to the microwave which is I think the other kitchen timer that everyone used to use Alexa stop um, and that you know I find myself using that a ton um, my wife uses it all the time um, and then you know after those two use cases which basically are kind of really common and and in your daily flow you start kind of starting to wonder what other things you can start asking it. So you start just asking it random questions like, you know, Alexa, how tall is Matthew McConaughey? Um, and she'll answer stuff like that or not. So, <laughs> okay, Google, how tall is Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey is six feet tall. Yeah, so um, Google is a more recent entrant into my life. <laughs> um, so I got the Google Home only a few months ago. So. Um, I'm now kind of learning the nuances between the two devices as I use them both, um, which which is I think it feels like Google seems to be really good at these kind of ad hoc questions, which makes sense since Google <laughs> is right. a search company after all. Um, and Alexa definitely has a more I think skills it seems like, um, which are you can think of them equivalent to apps in the mobile world um, that you can install onto the Alexa itself. Um, and and the the Alexa one integrates with a bunch of other stuff too, right? Um, they they both do, and I think that um, you know one of the the really kind of interesting use cases and patterns for both of these devices is that you know people have been talking about the connected home for a long time, um, and it seems like these two devices are possibly like the hubs to all of those IoT connected home devices, right? So um, I have my you know, my Echo connected to my Nest, for example, so I can just sit in my living room and say, like, Alexa, set the living room temperature to 72 degrees, and she'll go ahead and do that, right? Um, and I think the same thing works with, with Google. Google can actually play things on your Chromecast, so you can say things like, okay, Google, play uh, YouTube on the living room television, um, and It'll I don't see any Chromecasts or cast-enabled <laughs> TVs so, linked to your account. You can add devices <laughs> okay, to Google, Google Home stop. app. Okay, uh, Google, stop. So we don't have any. We're, I'm at the office, so we don't actually have any Chromecasts attached <laughs> to this Google, as she as she informed us. Um, but I think that's really interesting in that you can, you know, in terms of voice. My uh, apologies. Okay, Google. I don't understand. Stop. <laughs> you end up you you end up one kind of fun thing about having these in your in your house is. Um, a lot of times you'll actually end up triggering them all the time and she'll just chime in and, and be confused. Um, right. I mean, there are stories of like, you know, houses with little kids sort of learning to, to, to use those devices to, to yeah, find out information. Totally. Um, I mean, my friend Jesse's kids, one of their favorite things that they have now learned how to do is um, this one. Alexa, play Slayer. 
I can't find songs yeah. by Slayer. <laughs> yeah, but to hear but, uh, artist stations, link your iHeartRadio account. Alexa, <laughs> stop. Alexa. Okay, Google, you play Slayer. See if see if Google will play us. Sorry, Slayer. I didn't no. catch that. Okay, <laughs> she didn't hear it. But but basically, like his his kids now have have learned how to ask their Alexa to play Slayer all the time, which they think <laughs> is the h- most hilarious thing. Which he is not finding very amusing. But <laughs> <laughs> wow! All right, there there was the story too, which got a lot of a lot of news, and I don't know how accurate it was. Was it, well, there were two parts to the news story, right? The first was that. Um, like a, a a little girl had ordered like a dollhouse through yeah. the, the Amazon Alexa, and then there was a news report about it. And apparently, like in homes where that that TV news report came on, like then right. the Alexa also tried to to order dollhouses for many of those places also. So apparently, that that is what ha- they they claim happened. Um, right. And I do listen to a lot of podcasts with my Echo sitting in the room. And if you'll notice, I actually call her Echo because I know if I call her by the, her A name, she'll trigger. <laughs> right. Um, and that's one thing you'll learn as you as you have both of these devices in your home, is you don't ever use that word name anymore. <laughs> of course, that, that really sucks if your name is actually Alexa or you're right. married to somebody named Alexa. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but you can actually change the wake word. So right. um, one neat one for the Echo is that they have now added computer as a wake word. So mm-hmm. if you're a Star Trek fan, uh, you can you can actually find but that seems a like lot one that you, you might trigger accidentally all the time. Also, you, you would think that, but we actually use that wake word at the office where because we talk about um, Alexa all of the time. Damn it, she'll, <laughs> there she is. <laughs> um, we talk about it all the time. So uh, points in time include 2008, <laughs> 2012, 2009. Alexa, stop. Um, See that just seems annoying to me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, don't you? You don't want one in your house? Come on. That I might might constantly be interrupting, and I would have to ca- constantly telling it to shut up. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the the shut up thing is really amusing, um, especially <laughs> since I guess the the third most common use case I think of these devices is to play music in your house, right? So right. you can say like Alexa, play hip hop on Pandora, um, and she'll. Not play it, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, play Pandora on hip on hip hop or hip hop on Pandora. She's thinking. Hip-hop. There you go. Radio me live, twenty four seven hip hop on TuneIn. So, so it's Alexa, playing TuneIn instead of Pandora, stop. but yeah, it, it picked TuneIn. Um, so a lot of times, if the music is playing too loudly, you're like shouting at you know these devices <laughs> to trying to you're like yeah, turn it down. Because <laughs> um, you can shout, you can say like Alexa, set the volume to seven, and she'll set the volume to seven um, or eleven if you want. It's like really, really high. But right. um, you know, and and I think that that's you know, I think these microphones are actually pretty amazing. You know, we we have ours in the kitchen, um, and you can kind of just from pretty far away just kind of say it, and they'll they'll pick it up and hear it. Yeah, no, I mean, I've definitely seen in, in your house <laughs> that you're <laughs> calling from, from like the dining room, living room area into your kitchen and having it respond, which I think that was sort of one of the first times I saw Alexa in action. Right. You just kind of like leaning back and yelling and it answering. Um, and it's it's impressive. It's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm still not convinced. I mean, I feel like I'm missing <laughs> something. And, and like also like, I mean, I have, right, so... 
you know, Google Now on yeah. my phone, and and it also works through my watch because I have an Android Wear smartwatch, and so, you know, I can. So, do you use it a lot, or? I, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but not not very often. I had one. I had this experience recently, which was weird. Which was in terms of it doesn't it very very rarely triggers accidentally. I mean, with Google, it's a little more more yeah. difficult because you have to say, "Okay, Google." Um, of course, now I'm like wondering, did that just trigger it? But <laughs> but but um, you said uh, it. You said it very quietly. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm whispering so she doesn't yeah. hear. Although uh, but, any anyone listening to the podcast, <laughs> yes, will be triggering their devices uh, left and uh, right out of out of a speaker. Yeah. Oh gosh, we should have put a warning on this. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, I was I was reading like a children's book um, to 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 my son, and mm-hmm. and it accidentally triggered the uh, Google now on my watch and I just, you know, I was reading and so I, and I was in the middle of the book and I just read a sentence and continued to read and all of a sudden I like felt my watch buzz and I looked down at my watch and it had actually popped up like a picture and title and description of that book. So just by reading (laughs) like that one, it, it, you know, it came in in the middle because it just interpreted something as being, you know, and that was a little creepy <laughs> that me just sort of continually reading through the book, it figured out what I was reading and then popped that up on the screen. Um, but, you know, but there are other times where I, uh, you know, normally I, I think I'm just still more comfortable because, yeah. you know, I'm an, I'm an old guy. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm more comfortable pulling out the phone and typing in stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I think I've been using the, the voice feature a little bit more often. So, lately. I mean, here's, here's the deal, I, I feel like, with conversational interfaces, which is if you, if you look at kind of, you know, the past 20 years of, of computing, right, mm-hmm. um, the way I see it is the web took all of this information and, and made it available online in the form of the internet, right? Um, mobile took all of that information and threw it into your pocket. Um, and, and conversational interfaces and voice interfaces um, are going to make like this information even more accessible um, because... Yeah, I mean, but... So- <laughs> Like language, that, that, language is such yeah, like people, an amazing pe- interface. Yeah, right? but people have been promising that for ages, and it's never come true. And I think maybe that's where some of my skepticism comes from, mm-hmm. because like people have just been talking about you know voice interfaces for you know for decades, and and you know maybe it's that the technology wasn't good enough, and maybe now the technology is good, but like. The technology me, is getting there, first of all, right? And I think but, it's it's not well. It's also not just voice. I think it's conversation, right? So okay. Um, and I think there's there's so it's, two it's, things. There's and, two and things, and then by, they're by actually conversational. Well, okay, yeah. go go ahead. Right, which is like voice. You know, so basically, if you're a developer coding um, skills or apps for you know either Google or or Echo, um, they're taking care of the voice to text. Right, the speech to text. I think there was a study, or someone published a paper, which basically is like the speech to text problem is getting pretty close to kind of human human level accuracy, right? Um, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's not perfect, but in the same way that you know you and I are actually not 100% accurate either, right? Like we don't hear each other, um, and I think that that's that's getting much much better. Right. So that's the first step. So t- taking voice and turning it into actual words is one problem that is getting better. Um, and then the second thing is you know, taking these words and then t- turning them into meaning um, in a way that isn't necessarily, like a command line interface isn't exactly what I'm talking about, right? You can have essentially like real world, world sentences mean things and have applications understand them and do something you know, interesting with them. I think we're getting closer and closer to that 
state as well. Um, you know, if you think about it, like, the, and here's the reason why this is exciting for me, is that, you know, language and conversation is essentially like the first interface that we as humans learn as, you know, like, people learn how to converse, people how to, to communicate with each other, like, long before they learn how to read and write or, and, or definitely before they learn how to use a computer, right? So I think you and I are super comfortable using you know, Google, right, to, to search for information or applications to access you know, various different things or do, th do various things. You know, on a deeper level, I'm super, you know, pro programmers are really kind of fluent in SQL and coding. Um, but if we kind of figure out interfaces to make this information more easily accessible by more of the world's population, it's, it's really like natural language and conversation that I would hope we get to. Um, and that's, that's what's super interesting and exciting for me as I'm working on these products. Yeah, I, I, and I kind of... <laughs> you still sound super skeptical. But. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I am. I, and, and I mean, maybe there are a few reasons. Maybe it's just like I, I still feel a little burned by it. But to me, I don't know. I, 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 there's, I still have this mental block. And part of the mental yeah. block, honestly, is yeah. like... And, and maybe this is just because of my experiences where I'm just sort of used to, you know, computing or, or using my phone as sort of being... A personal experience yep and 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 using a voice conversational interface is a much more public or not public but it's you know it's out loud and other people can sort of hear it <laughs> and and and, and i think there, I mean, there, there's some element of that that has that right. feels weird to me right, right. And, I, and i think that you know if you look at science fiction um there are a few different kind of ways that that sci-fi has imagined these interfaces like star sure. trek there was this kind of ubiquitous, you know, computer that you can kind of always ask questions to and do things. Um, but also in the movie Her, right? That was mm -hmm. that was kind of like a more personal interface that you sure. were kind of alluding to, which is kind of in your ear. Um, right. But you still have to speak out loud to it. Sure. But I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm, like this is not what we're working on right now. But <laughs> the next step is just kind of directly jacking, like sure, thinking sure. about things, right? Yeah. Would, I mean, would that you, would that satisfy you? <laughs> maybe, maybe that'd be frightening in its own way. And you're like, <laughs> you, you like accidentally think about something, and the and your computer does it. You're like, oh no. Yeah, that, that could be bad. <laughs> um, I mean, there was like, what was it? Uh, I don't know if you if you ever read this, but Ender's Game, right? Yeah. The the Ender's yeah. Game book, right? I mean, the the way they dealt well, with it. I saw it. the movie. You saw the movie. I never saw the movie. I always meant to, because they've been working on trying to make that. Yeah, how did how did they deal with it again? The so in 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 the Ender and I don't think it it they don't have this in the original Ender's Game book. It's in the sequels. There's the sequels yeah. go on after it, but he has this sort of you know computer in his ear, but he like figures out how to like I think it's like it's been years since I read the book, so I'm yeah. not even sure I remember this exactly accurately either, but like he like sub vocalizes, which is basically, it sounds like he talks very, very quietly <laughs> oh, really? uh, to it and it, it can hear him, but you know, but, but people around him can't hear him when he's doing it. Huh, interesting. So it's, it's, you know, they, that's, that's just the way that, that, uh, Orson Scott, they, that Scott Card dealt with that they issue. They dealt with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, and that's the thing. You're right. I mean, it is it is kind of a public computing interface. Um, one interesting nuance about it is that right now, neither device can recognize voices, right? Hmm. Which is which is interesting because um, I, you can say something like, you know, uh, you can ask 
the Google for your calendar, and you know, for example, and it'll it'll basically say like what's on your calendar today. Um, but if my wife asks for her calendar, it can't differentiate between oh. the two voices, right? That's um, weird. Um, and that's that I think is something that I believe they're working on. Uh-huh. Um, both Amazon and Google, I, I think that they're, I hear, I feel like they should be working on because that would be really interesting, right? Because you know, especially for the music, like there's so many applications that need and would would be kind of definitely improved by knowing who I was, right? So, for sure. example, um, both Lyft and Uber have apps on both devices. So you can say like, you know, order me an Uber or order me a Lyft, and knowing whose account to charge that to is important, sure, right? Um, as well as you know. I love the personalized music. Like I want Spotify to play my music, right? Like play my, like Spotify, play my Discover Weekly. Um, and it should know who, who's Spotify to draw from. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's really interesting. Um, the way that my wife, the, the way that we sidestep this issue currently is that in my house, the Google is hooked up to my accounts and the Amazon <laughs> Echo is hooked up to my wife's accounts. That's um, funny. So, you know, so... That's that's how we get around it until they figure out the kind of voice identification. Right. Yeah. So let me let me ask another thing that that you know when these first came out that I that I sort of wondered about, which is like, you know, what is the advantage to having it be this sort of standalone device as opposed to just being in your phone? Right now, Google obviously they have both um, versions of it. You know, the Siri is just in the phone, and the Echo is just in the, you right. know, the Echo device. And and so like when those devices came out, I was just kind of like, well, I you know maybe it's not great, but I already have you know the Google Now feature in my phone. You know why why would I want a standalone device? And yet that seems to be the thing that's taken off. Yeah, I mean, so here's the deal. So when I'm at home, like I actually don't want to be on my phone all the time, right? Yeah, but you so, don't have to be, right? I mean, you can still call out to it. No? I guess you can. I guess you could call out to it, but it definitely sounds better, um, and the microphone seems to be better, right? Like sure. Maybe the far field technology is better at picking up sounds from afar than your phone, which is designed to only pick up sound from right in front of it, right? Um, and I think that that's, and I mean, the Amazon does have the Echo Tap, which is a portable device, which I found, which I don't have. Um, but I, I, I think the market and people are definitely waiting for Amazon to come up with an app that you can just have on your phone. Right to query it, um. but I I kind of wonder, and I don't know. But I, in my head, and and this is arguing the other side, which you know I didn't understand these devices when they came out. But now I do kind of wonder if yeah. having it in your home, generally you know permanently in a particular spot, actually helps you use it more, right? Because I I sort of forget about the fact that it's on my phone, yeah, and then I can does. use it on my phone. And if it's like just sitting on the shelf in your kitchen or whatever. Yep. You know, then it just becomes you have an association with you're walking, you know, anywhere near your kitchen and you can kind of yeah. like, you know, holler. I mean, Amazon doesn't want you to have one of them. They, they're actually selling the Echo Dots in like packs of six. Um, wow. <laughs> so and, and what's the difference, the dot between the dot and, and the so other the they, different devices? So Amazon has three. Um, they have the original, which is the Echo. It, it comes with a full speaker. It looks like a Bluetooth speaker, like a big cylinder. Right. Um, the and dot, it acts like a, a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, too, and it right? actually speaks. It speaks Bluetooth. Um, all of the devices speak Bluetooth, um, which the Google's Home does not, which I found really interesting. Hmm. Um, so the, the Echo can actually be a Bluetooth speaker for your phone as well. Um, and it can connect to your Bluetooth speakers, which is interesting. Uh, so the dot is actually, if you take the top kind of two inches of that 
that cylinder and just chop it off right there. That's the dot, and it has a tiny speaker in it. Um, and, and you can hook the dot up to either your, your stereo system or your Bluetooth speakers. Um, so, the, so I have a dot like in my bathroom. So when I'm brushing my teeth, I can listen to <laughs> my flash briefing and ask it questions. Um, you can put a dot next to your, you know, on your nightstand for an alarm clock, for example. Um, and then they also have the tap, which is a Bluetooth speaker and that does not have the wake word. You have to push the button and that, oh. that wakes it. Um, so this is the three from the the Echo line. On, on and the, is there? It, yeah. it, do they um, hold on? I'll let you get to the other ones. But yeah. do they do they only work by voice? Is there there's no other way to communicate with them? Um, they both have apps, um, but you, you use the apps more to kind of configure them and mm-hmm. not to interact with them. So that's that's kind of how you do it. Okay. And so yes, voice is the way you talk to these devices. Okay. Um, and then on the Google side, that's it's. If you, the Google Home is about half the height of the, the full Amazon Echo. Um, and it comes in a lot of different, co- you can get like colors for it, but that's it. There's no like small version or or bigger or, or and different it's, version. And the, the Google Home device, yeah. it's, is it, I mean, is it fair to say it's just a copy of the Amazon Echo? I mean, I don't know what copy would be. I mean, is it fair? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not o- saying that. In okay, a bad, Google, it, what do you, what do you think about <laughs> Amazon Alexa? Yeah. I it's like not Alexa's answer. blue light. Her voice is nice too. <laughs> Alexa, what do you think about Google Home? I like all AIs. Yeah. There you go. All right. They're complimentary towards they're, each other. They're very complimentary. <laughs> I mean, and I, and I think that I mean, Google Home obviously hit the market later than the Echo. I don't know how long they've been working on it, but right. Um, and yeah, and, and and to yeah. be fair, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying copy in in a in a negative way. I mean, I'm I'm a believer <laughs> copy in a it, flattering way. Well, no, I mean, I yeah. and, and I've said this before. Like, I'm a believer in like you know, copying is a, is actually a good innovation strategy if you can yeah. you know take that copy and then build on it, and make something better. I mean, is there so that raises the other question? Like, you know, seeing as Google is later to market and and obviously way behind Amazon, which is sort of the leader in this market, though the market is still developing. The market is still developing. Yeah, um, but but do you, like is there is there something different about Google's device that they've sort of tried to to leapfrog Amazon in any way? Or, or? Um, I mean, there are a few nuances, right? So one one thing is kind of the the invocation of the skills. Um, which I thought was interesting. So basically, the Echo has, you know, so they they both have have essentially apps that you can install to each of the devices. Um, the way you invoke a skill on Amazon is you have to first install the skill. So you have to go into, you have to find the skill and be like, you know, uh, Alexa, enable thunderstorm sk- sounds, for example, right? So so that will basically enable this skill called a thunderstorm sound. Um, I don't know. She's she's still listening to me. <laughs> I can't find that skill. No. To find skills, go to the skills section of the Alexa app. Right. So you have to, so basically you enable these skills. But then okay. once it's enabled, you can say Alexa, open thunderstorm sounds, right? Um, which will then play. Now, now we'll start to hear some thunderstorm sounds in the background. Um, Alexa, open thunderstorm sounds. I don't know, do you hear them? There you go. Yes, quietly. So that's quietly. So whereas on Google, you don't actually have to kind of enable the skill. You can just say, okay, Google, play thunderstorm sounds. 
And if there's a skill... Okay, so... So it went to Spotify. Well, it went to Spotify, but that's interesting because, like, it's... So Google seems to do a different job. Hold on, let me tell them to shut up. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, stop. Okay, Google, stop. So, so if you think about the two... You know, so basically, if I'm a person that wants thunderstorm sounds, I just want to say play like like play thunderstorm sounds, and I don't really care where the device gets them from, as long sure. as it interprets it correctly, right? And the fact that Google was able to be like, okay, you want thunderstorm sounds, I'm maybe like this thing on Spotify will work. Um, I think that's really interesting. So Google seems to be playing this role of. Um, almost like a god bot. She's deciding how to interpret your query and drawing right. from this kind of big you know, resource of all these different apps, all these different um, you know, radio stations, music providers, and then also her search engine itself, right? the Google search engine. Right. So if you ask it a question, she'll just kind of query it and figure it out. If you ask for... And, and read yeah. from Wikipedia to you. Yeah, exactly. She'll read, <laughs> she'll read Wikipedia. Okay, Google, tell me about Mike Masnick. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> that seems like an interesting topic. What do you want to know about Mike Masick? <laughs> uh, where, when was he born? According to ec.europa.eu, he was hmm. born on the 30th of September 1944 in Biden. <laughs> he graduated from secondary school uh, okay, in Google. In 19... Stop. <laughs> so, there's still some so bugs. There, there's still some bugs. <laughs> <This is> the... <laughs> um, so that's actually that that was so that that query there was something that I think was really interesting to note, which is it's a stateful query, right? So I right. asked I said, Hey, tell me about Mike Masnick and which she got she she found, I guess, some other Mike Masick. Yeah. Um and then she said, What do you want to know? And then she's waiting for that that answer, which is a be, the beginnings of a, an actual conversation, right? Right. Which is very, very different than, you know, Alexa, tell me about Mike Masnick. Let's see what she does. Hmm. I can't find the answer to the question okay. I heard. So she can't find. Um, right. And then my favorite is, Siri, tell me about Mike Masnick. Okay, I found this. So, and that's, so this <laughs> is, she's showing me your Wikipedia entry on my phone. I see. Right? Um, since the Google and the Echo don't have any way to show me things, right. like, that's actually really interesting, right? Um, that they have to have actually have a conversation, whereas I feel like Siri is trying to basically get rid of me um, by showing <laughs> me something. And and as far as the personalities, I feel like you know Google and and Alexa are these like really helpful friends that really want to try and help you, whereas Siri is this kind of like really annoyed friend that kind of is trying to get you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> talking to her <laughs> as quickly as possible. She's like, here, here, I, I Googled it for you. Take it and go away. Right. Um, so it's it just it's like a yeah. voice version of let me Google that for you. Exactly, exactly. But I don't know. I don't know. If, I forget what the original, the original question was, but <laughs> that was a fun tangent. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's 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 interesting. Um, I, um, you know, every time you're, you're, you've been sort of, using those devices there is also there's like a fair bit of latency too and i kind of wonder like a little bit i guess so when i first got um the echo i definitely i used to say like you know alexa set a five minute timer right i would i would 
speak really Five slowly. Um, <laughs> and then what I, what I actually ended up, I noticed is that, that my wife actually didn't ever pause because she didn't think you had to because you wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, Mike, how are you doing today? <laughs> right? I just, <laughs> um, like normal flow of conversation right. like, doesn't need those pauses because I, I was, mentally I had thought that like she needed to hear the wake word and then she would like boot up and listen. But then, right. So I've definitely been changing my behavior to try to be a lot more conversational with them. Um, and just and almost like test them. So how, well, so that raises another question, which is like how, yeah. how often, like, can you give a percentage handicap where you think they get stuff wrong, where you have to try again or do something different? Because I mean, even in this, in this, during this yeah. podcast, we've seen them do a lot of things wrong. They're doing, they're doing a lot of things wrong. And then what, what I'm trying to do is like enunciate more clearly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to, to, to train you to, to, train, to speak yeah. clearly. To train me to speak clearly. Um, I mean, it's hard to say like percentage wise. I would say a good like maybe one third of the time. No, that they, they get it wrong right one now. Third. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's actually maybe not. I think for the for the common things that I use all the time, like the timers and the daily briefings and um, even just kind of asking random asking random questions, they sometimes don't get right. But the things that you do a lot, they are probably around nine, like 100 percent. Like they always mm-hmm. get it right. Um, it's the it's the uses that you've never tried before, or you don't know how they you know how they're going to handle um, that. They're actually they seem to kind of freak more frequently fail on. Right. Um, but it's fun to kind of just you know throw like ask them for stuff. Um, so, and that's that's part of I think the joy is that there is a little bit of joy and delight in these devices when they do a really good job. Um, you know, so I mean, but that 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 feels more like sort of the novelty, almost gimmicky aspect of them, rather than sort of the usefulness. I mean, a little bit, but but right. So I mean, yes. that's not the value proposition that you know you're going to get delight because it actually gets something right, right? No, but then like so, for example, it, like now instead of like if we have having a, if we're having a conversation in, and you bring up something that I could look up on Google or look up on Wikipedia. I don't take my phone out anymore when, my, right. when I'm at home. I just ask either Google or Alexa. Um, and that's, that's useful, right? Like just a quick, and you can do conversions like, you know, hey, Google, how many quarts are in a gallon? One U.S. liquid gallon equals four U.S. liquid quarts. Right. So you can do just, you just start asking these, these kind of short questions. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll, you'll find yourself using these devices for a lot. Um, I, I could have very easily Googled that, um, but that's actually better and faster just to ask ask uh, the Google Home for it. Right. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, or the Alexa. They're both. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're you're staying neutral. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like them both. They're 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 amazing devices. And the fact is, you know, I think I've gotten my parents one. They use it all the time now. Like, it's it's amazing to see these interfaces um, being used by kind of just everyone, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm intrigued by it. It's still, still, I still don't, they, they still feel kind of gimmicky to me. And, <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure eventually I'll give in, but it, it, it's certainly like, 
I mean, I wouldn't even say it's on my like wish list right now. It's not something that I'm like looking to get or like looking forward to having. But I, if I'm, Google or Amazon were happen to send you one, <laughs> you could play around with it. I mean, or sure. Like, if, I right. I mean, yeah. if I if I had one, would I yeah. play around with it? Sure, I yeah. would. I don't know. Yeah. My wife might get annoyed and say no. <laughs> would she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if she would like it. But uh, here, here's the thing: that your kids will love it. Right? Sure. Um, and uh, but, I mean, but probably probably to the point of annoying. Yeah, annoying I mean, parents. you can do stuff like, okay, Google, play fart sounds. Um, <laughs> do not tell my kids that. Sure, here's a Spotify playlist called Whoa. Fart Sounds. One hour. Did it just say one hour? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, Google, stop. <laughs> I can't believe it. There's a Spotify playlist for that, but. <laughs> um, on, on the Echo, there are a whole bunch of fart apps for for um, for the skills. So wonderful, and yeah. chil- children love it. I mean, you can play like lullaby. <laughs> you can play. You can say like you know, right. play me a lullaby for five for thirty minutes, or um, and and that's kind of I think the neat thing is that children like seem to understand the interfaces like immediately. Oh, there's our timer. Um, <laughs> Alexa, stop. Um, and in the same way that I think you know, there's. Uh, my friend Jesse, like his kids had an iPhone moment where, you know, his his you know, three-year-old picked up it. Alexa, stop. Um, and, you know, when the iPhones first came out, you heard hear stories of children just look, picking up the iPhone and, and kind of instinct, instinctively knowing how to use them. Sure. And these devices have that same kind of thing where you don't have to teach a five-year-old how to use an Alexa. Like he'll, he'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, like really naturally, right? And that's that. That just speaks to how kind of natural these interfaces are, and how powerful I think they can be. Yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> it 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 it's an interesting space to me, and and I just like there's there's I have some block in my head that's just like I don't I don't I just don't fully get it. Like I see how you're <laughs> using it, and I understand, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I could see her be useful here and there, but. Yeah. Um, and, and I definitely could see, you know, as it, as it, you know, connects to more and more things and like, yeah, you know, like you can like thermostat, my brother or, has it set up to turn on all of the lights, you know, that are connected. So basically like if you, if, if you're, tr- if you're building a connected home, like you can do right. things like, you know, turn the living room lights down. Um, you know, is my garage door open? Uh, what's my oven set at? Uh, like all of this stuff that you can just kind of ask your, you know, like who knew, who knew that Amazon would actually be the leader in possibly being the, the connected home hub? Right. Um, I mean, it's still like there's still a, a, a part of me that's just like, how lazy are you? That you, <laughs> you know, it's not so difficult to walk over to your thermostat or your oven or your lights. I mean, like, I, like to me, it does, I, like I, I get it. I get it. Right. And there's like, you know, I can see where that would be useful in certain cases, but it's like. It's not like I'm like, you know, oh, man, what a chore. I have to go check what temperature the oven's at, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like that, that argument can be made by for any, just by any technology, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Are you, are, are you saying that I'm, I'm hitting my get off my lawn? Hit, you, are, you, are, you are hitting a, yeah, your get off my, okay, Google, get off my lawn. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure systems. how to help with that. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> Alexa, get off my lawn. So I don't know what she's going to do with it. Alexa's been actually staring at me. So when when they're listening, <laughs> the well, the light turns on, right? And on the Alexa, um, the direction with which she's listening 
intently is kind of highlighted on the little ring. So oh. she's been actually listening to whatever it is I'm saying right now for the past <laughs> like minute, and it's creeping me out a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, it should. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, uh, going back to the, the court case that I mentioned at the beginning, like there are concerns, and certainly people have raised reasonable concerns on the privacy front about like, do you want these companies basically putting a giant microphone in your house 24-7 that they can listen to anything that they want? You know, I, I tend to, you know, not be as worried about that but i know a lot of people are and and you know i think there are reasonable concerns there yeah. and you could certainly see how these devices could be co-opted at least at, at the very least if if you trust google and amazon enough not to abuse that power you know i don't know that you would feel the same way about the u.s government and you sure. know, what if the u.s government what if the fbi can get a you know a, effectively a wiretap where they just order alexa to record everything and hand it straight over to them right that seems like it a concern it might be i mean but i would i would would paint like another crazy what if scenario which is what if there were these devices just absolutely everywhere right such that we didn't even have to have them ourselves and you can walk out onto the street corner and say hey (laughs) i need a lift and then this magic voice out of any somewhere will just say like hey dennis like sounds good a lift will be like coming to pick you up in two minutes and you're like thanks and you don't have to take. You don't even have to have your phone anymore. Right. Um, like that's like ubiquitous voice computing that is creepy and amazing at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that hits on both of those. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's kind of like that's what magic feels like, right? Like you're invoking sure. things happening, um, unbeknownst you know to how it actually works. And I think ubiquitous computing, ubiquitous information, ubiquitous access to services is is kind of where these devices are are leading us. Um, and you're right, you do bring up some very interesting kind of security and um, privacy kind of implications, but don't those come with all technological inf- innovations? Sure. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like, well, anyways. It, no, it's a, it's a concern and, and uh, you know, it's true. Like lots of, lots of innovations raise some of those concerns, but, yeah. um, uh, you know, I think it's interesting. I do think it's an interesting space. I'm not going to rush out and buy one um, anytime soon, I don't think. But I, I, I do think it's an interesting space to follow. And, you know, every time I come over to your place, maybe I'll I'll start playing with them. Yeah, just start playing. <laughs> just start playing with it. We, we have one, like now that I have one both at home and at the office, um, I'm finding myself, you know, asking both of these devices more and more questions like every day. Right. Um, so it's kind of cool. I mean, I kind of wonder too, and I, we're, I know we're sort of getting over time at this point, so yeah. try not to go into any... But our guests don't get tired. <laughs> That's true. But yeah. I, I do kind of wonder, like, you know, they could... What is that oh. noise? Oh, I had, I had to, that's Hello. the Alexa getting, getting waking, wake, look, I had to reboot her. She was staring, staring at me for a long time. Too, too long. Um, <laughs> that was kind of a spooky sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I do wonder if like if if they do start to get even more useful skills, yeah. you know, like serious research skills or, you know, the ability to do much more advanced tasks, like then I could begin to start seeing them be a lot more useful. Like if I could ask it to go like to reach back to a recent podcast that we had to like go, you know, like right. find and book a flight for me with, you know, these six parameters. And I mean, that's com- that's the... Know, that's the the hope, right? That eventually right. you'll be able to say stuff like, 
hey, like, Alexa, when, what was that episode that we did about that thing and then that time? And she's like, right. and she asks you, like, a clarification question, like, okay, Mike, like, that wasn't very clear. Um, there are, like, <laughs> there are like 200 episodes that could possibly be, like, could you be a little bit more clear about what you're think, you know, thinking? And I think that conversational aspect, um, in the same way that, you know, if you ask me that question, I'll be like, yo, you didn't give me enough information to answer that question. Um, can you clarify? Right? I, right, think, right. I think that's that kind of next level that you we, we saw the Google do, you know, a few right. ago, like a little earlier, which is super interesting. Yeah. But I mean, even beyond that, I'm not just talking about like the ability to sort of, you know, store answers and then, you know, merge them and, and, and zero in on things, but to do just more complex tasks, right. you know, the, the kinds of things that, you know, you would, historically either have to do yourself through through a bunch of different efforts or like yeah. you know hand off to a person to do something more complex like i could see real benefit if you know i mean of course then you get to all the questions about like jobs and and work and what does this mean for for, for certain <laughs> types of jobs but which we really don't have time to go down that tangent but but it, you know it's an interesting space i i still think that they're they feel a little sim- simplistic and, and gimmicky but hey but they're getting better and i've you yeah, know sure. i've had them for I've had it, you know, I'm using them for about a year and they're getting better. And the Google Home definitely is, is interesting. So <laughs> interesting is yeah, an interesting choice of words. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I think, I think we're, we've, we've done enough yeah, on this. We've done enough on this one. <laughs> um, so. Cool. Should, Alexa, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, Google. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> they're very polite. Yes, they do yeah. seem very polite. Anyways, yeah. uh, well, thank you <laughs> uh, for for the podcast, and, and uh, thanks to everyone who's listening, and we'll be back next week. Sounds good. Bye.